Crit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cabin Fever Podcast, oh, the I world's number voice. one source for all things live, laugh, love. And, and today, dreaming big, we're gonna be placing the emphasis on that last little wordy there. <gasps> love, gasp, Louvre, as they say in I France. I was once in a, a primary school play where part of like the gag was that instead of everyone gasping, they go, gasp. That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of primary school plays, we're just coming to you right off the back of Fiona showing me a thousand TikToks of the Ratatouille I'm musical. sorry, we're talking about primary school plays there, and this is Broadway. Ratatouille the musical is Broadway. Yes, that's why I meant primary in terms of like the peak the of early entertainment. Stage. Okay. Um, like it's the, you know, one of the primary musicals. Yes. In <laughs> of the, our generation. In the era of all musicals. <laughs> So that's where we are, emotionally, mentally, musically at the moment. Yes. But today we have a very exciting episode because we are returning to our roots. Mm-hmm. Those of you who've been here since day one or just listen to podcasts like I do, which is strictly regimented from episode one onwards in order, uh, will know that episode one for us, we chit-chatted about international breakups. We did. And boy, did that resonate. And boy... Was there a lot for us to post on social media about our breakups? <laughs> so today, we're going to be returning to that concept, but with a little twist. A little twisty twist. A little twist. And that is... Twist it. What's, what's the twist for today? Shake it, shake it. I've honestly forgotten. I'm not going to fully lie to you. <laughs> I'm not really sure where I am. It's the positives <laughs> of positives. breakups. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Because breakups are horrible. <laughs> But they're yeah. also kind of iconic. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you're, maybe you're about to spring one on someone. Uh, if you're about to spring one on someone, this podcast is not for you. Please leave. But send it to your ex, because I feel like that's more our demographic. Yeah, we'd you're, rather you're have soon them to be here. Ex. Yes. Um, Unless but, they're horrible, then in which case, go off. Yeah. But you if you're what? my ex-boyfriend like six and a half years ago and you're listening to this, fucking give me some warning. Actually, don't, because it's much more dramatic this way, and I get a lot out of it creatively. Yeah. Um, regardless <laughs> of if you are the dump or a dumpy, I just feel like the moral of the story is everyone should be listening to this podcast. Yes. So be sure to follow us on at Hey Cabin Fever on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Hit that little follow or subscribe button. What are the kids are doing these days? Um, I think they say absolutely mash it, sir. Oh, absolutely mash those Buttons. Buttons. Um, fun fact. Fiona don't loosen up my doesn't buttons. believe that mash you them. can mash potatoes with a fork. She's always like, we don't have a potato masher. I know, and I'm I, like, no, do it with a fork. Okay, I can do it with a fork. I just prefer to do it with a, a potato masher. It is a $2 utensil that really increases my quality of life, Maddie. And mm. is that a crime? Have I committed a crime here today? No, well, I'm sure you probably have, but that's not it. <laughs> so shall we just dive right in with our win and wine? But we have made them. Breakup related. Make sure I have. So to really help you guys understand that breakups, there's highs and lows. Honestly, let's be real, mostly lows, but we are here for the positivity today. That's right. If you're like Cabin Fever Podcast, Word Association, positivity. Positivity, positive mindsets, tranquil. And with that, let's Like a small pond of thumbs ups. Ew. (laughs) Oh my God. Where are we coming to them from today? From a small pond filled with thumbs thumbs ups. Well, that's horrifying. Yeah. That reminds me of the episode of um, television's Hannibal, where Mm -hmm. they find a bunch of bodies that, um, of someone had been keeping like just alive enough to grow mushrooms in them. Yeah. Mm. That's a fun um, mental image for any of you delicate little flowers out there. And <laughs> Especially those of you who hate mushrooms. Ugh, I hate mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Disgusting. Maybe that's why I keep thinking Riley doesn't like mushrooms. She gets really upset when I forget if she likes them or not. But I think it's because 
You don't like mushrooms, Maddie. Anyway, let's do some more interesting things. Uh, And, yep. (laughs) Now that that discourse is over. Now that we've finally got the mushroom portion of this podcast. So mushroom for our win and wine. That was really good. Thanks, I'm a pretty fun guy. (laughs) All right, so Maddie, what is your breakup win? The biggest win that you've ever had from breakup. Oh, okay, we did not use that qualifier. Oh. No, I just put a a win related to breakups. Okay, well, a win. This isn't the biggest win. Okay, well, tell Uh, us. One of my breakup-related wins is... toes is the pond. Stop, I don't want the thumbs (laughs) touching my feet. (laughs) It's just those... It's like like sea sea anemones, but with like... (laughs) With thumbs little thumbs. Up. I'm sorry if you don't like positivity. <laughs> oh my god, guys. One time, you need to remind us to tell you about the positivity challenge. Oh, that was a challenge. Okay. 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 I have not taken any meds for my ADHD today, and that will become very clear. Neither have I. And I think this is also the episode we've recorded with the fewest notes to go off. I think that's Barring good. the I one think, where I talked about fish Honestly, for an hour. we're like, what, three minutes in and we've already covered mushrooms and a pond full of hands. Over five minutes. So Time, am I right, boys? <laughs> Succinct. <laughs> okay. Um, one of my breakup-related wins mm-hmm. is that I recently have turned an emotional corner where I think oh. that I was just so trapped with my own emotions during, like, the first lockdown mm-hmm. um, that I truly had to confront every single... Every, Every one single of one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've turned a corner. And I was, like, over my my exes before in the sense that I was, like, I'm happy to be with Will and not these people. Oh, which boy. you would hope for, you know? You um, would, Maddie. You're but really now, I don't know how to describe it, but I really have just, like, turned another corner. Okay. And I'm, like, actively... One of them I'm, like, actively, like, ugh, not for me. Just which one? not for me. Uh-huh. Just not for me. Yeah. Um, and the other one, I'm like, was for me at a time. But that time is But passed. again, still not for me. And so I've turned yeah. that corner. But the win here, because mm-hmm. that's something that really should have happened several years ago, so I wouldn't qualify that necessarily as a win. <laughs> um, the win is that since turning that corner, I'm still able to use that emotional pain and that past attachment to create beautiful art. That's wonderful, Maddie. So that's a beautiful win for me. What's your win? Um, okay. My win is that I, I don't know if this is a personal skill or a talent, but I'm able to really kind of like Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, previous moments of my relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I've kind of come out from all these relationships because I don't get as emotionally um, chaotic as you. I don't think really anybody does. (laughs) No. So I don't have as much of the emotional pain, but it's really fun looking through my twenties, which, you know, as we know, I was reflecting on as I turned 28, Mm -hmm. but thought I was turning 30. Um, and just having all these, like in my mind, just little Polaroids of all these different fun little moments. And it's just a nice little collection that I get to play visually in my head all the time. But I don't have any pain attached to them. Cause I'm like, Oh, they're just the fun Polaroid. I don't think about the emotion. I thought you meant like my brain album. Pinterest, and I was like, I should start a Pinterest board about my breakups. No, Maddie, that's not. <laughs> that was that my takeaway. So yeah, um, I guess the win is my creativity and my beautifully visual imagination. Wow, so as are both like, we're with this really talented. It's the best source. thing about our breakups is that we are talented individuals, and that would happen with or without the breakups. But the breakups are a little 
spice, a little flavor. It's fuel for the fire. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your wine? Okay, my wine for all of my breakups mm-hmm. is all of the missed holidays. So I have exes who have like holiday homes. Like one was in Spain, one was in the Hamptons, one was in Wales, and it's just like there are just so many places that I could have gone and had a really nice romantic getaway, and then we just had to break on up before that could happen. Yeah, and that is really annoying to Absolutely. me. Absolutely, like one of my exes has just a house that I'm obsessed with. I love it. Yeah. But I dated a guy that was from Ireland for a little while, and it, I would have liked to go hang out there. Yeah. I mean, I did hang out with in Ireland with another one, but, like, yeah. a different part of Ireland. And my other ex had a, a holiday house in Italy. Yeah. And I never went there, but he did tell me there were lots of moths there, so I wasn't oh, so sad stressful. about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, so many places with holiday homes where they have, like, you know, a cousin who lives in the place or whatever. Mm. That's because I've had free accommodation in so many different parts of the world, and now I can't. Because we're not together or whatever. And it'd probably be weird if I hit up their, like, second cousin who lives in Switzerland to just hang out. That probably would be weird, yeah. But I understand that is. I don't like. I don't like conforming to society's traditions anyway. Yeah. Um, and for my wine, I've mm-hmm. written, um, there will always be itty-bitty pieces of my heart that don't quite light up like the rest. Oh my god. Okay. Because I don't believe that my, the little pieces of my heart have gone. I still feel them deeply. Yes. They just don't quite light up. They They're just a little bit up. more dim and they flicker sometimes. Inside my, I'm my delicate like little... I'm imagining a Christmas ornament that's a little shattered. Mm, yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. So that's my wine. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, I just feel like the holiday homes is more of a loss. Like, I feel like you can get um, used to that. I had things ripped away from me. I get used to constantly having a little flickering, sad little... Yeah. No, because, like, you just you just exist like that now. You've had so many little heartbreaks. I kind of love it. Your heart's just kind of, like, flickering on and off or whatever. And also, if it's like that, then, like, they never really leave. Yeah. Most Whereas I've actively piece. lost holidays in Spain, <laughs> Switzerland, the Hamptons... Hamptons? Hamptons. Hamptons. <laughs> the Hamptons. And in Wales. And I've never gone to Wales because it is a cursed location for me, guys. If you don't know, I've planned many trips to Wales oh, yeah. with many exes and I've never gone because we've always broken up before we go in there. That's another thing that's cursed. So care packages in Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> What's the next point, Maddie? So, structure this We've one. arrived now at the bulk of the episode. Bulky bulk. So you might be thinking, if you're going to... Is this to... Costco? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie, continue. Uh, if you're going through a breakup right now, this is a sweet little angel. Um, well, it depends it depends what your position is within the breakup. I feel like mm-hmm. if the end of the relationship was not something that you wanted necessarily, whether you're the breaker or yeah. the breaky, mm-hmm. then this is probably the episode for you. Yeah. I think as well, though, there you can be in a relationship where you're the one who decides it has to end, but it can still hurt. That's why I said if it's not necessarily what you like fully want. Fair. Yeah. Whereas I've, I've been led to believe that sometimes people end a relationship and they're happy about it. Mm. Um, yeah, hard cannot relate. But <laughs> I'm sure those people exist, but I don't know that they'll I've like met this. them, but I don't know if they're just saying that because... Like, we hooked up soon after, and I don't know if they were just like, no, don't worry, I'm over it. I'm like, okay. You know what I think? <laughs> Convince me. <laughs> is that, in order for me at least, I'm not sure 100% about you. Uh-huh. Actually, no, for both of us. Okay. In order for us to actually get to the point with someone where there, it's possible to have a breakup, mm-hmm. we are invested and we're, like, pretty fucking certain about this person. True, yeah. Whereas for other people, I feel like they kind of just, like, fall into relationships. Yeah. And, like, you just kind of go with the flow. And then by the time you're at a point where you can have a breakup, you're still not, like, even 
super into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm led to believe that that, that does happen. Yeah, for some I think I've just always been very particular about the people that I want to get to a breakup position with. Yeah. As in, in a breakup worthy place. Because, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, can I spend the rest of my life with you? Like, I tick off all the boxes of, like, do our futures align? And also, am I, like, super fucking into you? Before I even consider calling someone my boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. So Or even being, like, we're invested enough for this ending to be to significant. Be, to be a vibe, yeah. And, like, I just am completely incapable of getting to that position with someone I'm not, like, 100% about because it will just make me feel fucking Yeah, but sick. some people just, like, start dating someone and they keep on dating and don't have those actual conversations until they're like already like six months into a relationship yeah. and then they break up and I'm like you silly fools and they're like we don't I'm not actually that upset about it yeah because it just happened cookie crazy um but yeah I don't know what the point of that was guys I again whatever just listen to this episode yes sorry editing Maddie <laughs> everybody just listen to this episode tell your friends be like you might get dumped one day here's an episode <laughs> <laughs> imagine <laughs> if anyone did that to you have a bad feeling about this one Jessica here you go uh, <laughs> If someone did that to me, I'd be like, ooh, a new podcast. Thank you. Okay, so shall we dive into the positives of a breakup? Yes. So how we're structuring this episode is we've come up collectively with six kind of overarching Mm -hmm. categories of positive that can come from a heartbreak. Six great things. Yeah, and it's not necessarily even a breakup. Sometimes you can be heartbroken when you never actually dated the person. You just were very invested. Unrequited love. Yeah. It's pretty fun, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Am I right, teens? Anyway. Do you remember, like, I, sorry, sometimes I just think back to the situation with the bug man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love that you don't use a code name and I still was like, who did you date who <laughs> caught bugs? Like, that sounds like someone you date. Yeah. It does, yeah. But, like, sometimes I think about the fact that that was not an official relationship, but it got to the point that he was breaking my heart so much, I had his name in my phone as those little red exclamation mark emojis and (laughs) do not reply. And then two more of those little red exclamation marks because I was like, I cannot talk to him. And when I said, I'm setting a boundary, I can't talk to you. I'm like in love with you. And this is bad. He just like would message every day being like, we are still just friends, but, like, I'm definitely, like, in love with you kind of vibe. Yeah. And I'm, oh, my God, that was insane. Yeah, so you don't necessarily even have to be You don't need to be in a relationship. to have your heart broken. You can just be in an insanely fucked up manipulative relationship. Or you can just be 17-year-old me who's in love with your best friend, Tom. Whoops. <laughs> it's fine now. I'm sure we're both perfectly happy. Okay, um, so, but there are positives to come from it. And yes. we're going to hit you with one right now. Go, Maddie. The pure drama of it. Oh my god, absolutely. The pure drama of absolutely. is just such a positive. Because even if you get dumped, like, in the most, like, mundane way, mm-hmm. like, even if you're just, like, having a chat one day and they're like, yeah, I don't know, like, where do you see this going? This and you're like, mm, I don't know, I, I'm not entirely sure. You can tell I've never had a breakup like this in my life. It's always <laughs> been, like, surprise, it's over. And then maybe being like, whoa! <laughs> but even if you have a mundane breakup, you can still draw a lot of drama from that baby because there's a little thing called fallout. <laughs> and there's also just, you can highlight it. Yeah. You know, like one of my breakups was over Skype, but you can bet I'm like embellishing all the little details I can. Not making them up, just highlighting mm-hmm. some of the parts that really pack a punch. Like we broke up because I found out he had another girlfriend. Boom. Because his housemate, who was one of my best friends, walked into the room and said, your girlfriend's on the way. Boom. While he was opening a care package you had sent him. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. But it really was quite an insignificant moment. I was just kind of, I found out and I just sat there. I was like, what? But again, the inherent drama, even in retrospect, you can be like, and then 
you know, he hung up the call, the window yeah. disappeared, and I had to sit with the reality. Yeah. That it was over. If there's a weather change during the breakup at any point, like, they leave half an hour later, pouring with rain, perfect. Or you're mid-breakup, and the sun starts shining through the clouds, and it glistens on your tears. <laughs> Incredible. I just feel like any weather change feels powerful in the moment that you're feeling any strong emotion Mm -hmm. and a breakup is no different. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the drama is something that has no expiration date. True. Like it can be dramatic when you get dumped. It can be dramatic like two weeks later when you're just processing it it and you decide to act out. 10 years later. Yeah. It can be dramatic like anytime one of you like starts seeing someone else. It can be dramatic anytime you listen to the wrong song. It can be dramatic when you reflect. It's just great. Like just the drama of it. And I feel like we've all been there where you're like, I'm in immense pain. And you're like, categorically, this is a shit time. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you can be like, this is like quite phenomenal value yeah well it's kind of like um how look let's be real the old panty d Mm -hmm. sucks but us like being in melbourne for it again sucks we've had one of the strictest lockdowns but to be like oh yeah yeah uh what where was i during covid i was in um the city that had one of the strictest lockdowns in the world then we got to three weeks of no new cases and no deaths like just incredible that's where i was yeah the talking about the panty d has just absolutely killed my vibe because i just that's in my mind that's the opposite kind of drama because the pandemic to me is the kind of thing where i'm like it should be dramatic but it's just so fucking boring to the point where like any book that i write if it has to refer to 2020 the pandemic never happened like i'm never no i'm never referring to the pandemic in in my in your memoirs my literary universe mm, so anyway. i i like for the drama like i hated leaving vietnam but i had to flee the country no i'm just so bored of it that if anyone puts a single movie or tv show out about the pandemic like i'm not fucking they've already it. put out a yeah, trailer for one and i'm, I'm like watching it. but wait, how are you recording we're meant to be social distancing yeah, don't, I just don't give a shit that's so dumb and i want to put it. a rule mm-hmm. we just i don't ever want to mention the pandemic on the, on the podcast okay well unless it's unavoidable because it's rule... just such a bummer and talking about heartbreak sorry, is really fun <laughs> Okay, can I give you my next positive? Oh, we're we're done with the drama? Oh, sorry, we're done. We're not. I don't know. I feel like one of the good things about the drama Mm -hmm. of a breakup is that it provides a distraction Mm -hmm. even when you're incapable of actually not thinking about it. Yeah. Because you can still be, if, if you're directly post-breakup especially. It's everywhere. You, it's impossible to just not think about it. To me. Yeah, very beautiful. (laughs) Uh, And also, you know what? Very relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, But really leaning into the drama of a breakup. Yeah. It's a way to... It's a coping mechanism. still think about it, yeah. Mm. But for it to hurt a little bit less because you're like, "Mm, this is kind of fun though. And also it makes you seem a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit more funky fresh. When people ask, like, what are you being up to? If you can tell that breakup story in the most dramatic way possible... It makes you sound more interesting than just a sad old sack having a breakup. Yeah, and if you embrace the drama of it, yes, you don't have to be running around doing crazy shit. But like, after my breakup, I'm pretty sure there was like one day where I was like, I'm just gonna be as sad as possible today, and I just like sat in my pajamas and watched Frozen and cried. And you just can't do that normally. Not well, you could, but like it wouldn't mm. be quite as fun. It doesn't hit the same. It but I was like very devastated that day. But I was like, this is very dramatic. Like I'm watching a movie we watched together and just crying. Yeah. And like even like I would like go for a little walk and like go sit near a tree and like write in my journal to try and get my feelings out. And like going for a walk sucks. You know what I'm. But <laughs> when you're like I'm being dramatic and like fleeing to nature to express myself. You know what I'm realizing. I think that a lot of, a lot of 
what we take as positives is just coping mechanisms. The fact that we're the main characters. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine if you're a side character. Do side characters go to a tree? People in my life who I'm like, I think maybe they're supporting characters, mm. they get over breakups pretty fast. Oh, yeah. is that like a main character side? We will, we will discuss and no. dive into this. I think side characters also can have emotional problems. That I just don't care. No, but I'm wondering if like breakups specifically, I feel like main characters either really bring out the drama in it or they throw themselves into work. Yeah. You know, like they're that high-powered businesswoman now. If you're a man, it doesn't count. I don't care. Like, oh, a man threw himself into work? Like, wow, original. <laughs> Where are your kids, Jordan? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> My first positive. Mm-hmm. New opportunities and options. Sometimes I really feel like I'm Samantha from Sex and the City. I just feel like saying new opportunities and options is a very, very Samantha thing of me to say. I can't, I don't, okay. Have you yeah. not seen Sex in the City? I've seen it, but. Thank God. I'm a Samantha. Recently. Anyway, jeez. Um, We've been through this. I'm clearly the carry. We, we, yeah, we know. I know. We know. Um, but this is a huge one. And I think one of the struggles we're coming up against is we're trying not to like accidentally tiptoe across the line into other categories when we're discussing. Yes. Because a lot of the drama bits do play into things we're going to discuss later. Of course. But I think the new opportunities and options is both within yourself and with other people. See, I'm telling you, I'm a Samantha today. (laughs) So it can either be opportunities for yourself. Maybe you want to explore a new hobby. You want to just actually figure out who the hell you are, which we will get into later. Mm -hmm. But also other options. I love a good fling. I love like crushes on people and like flirting with people. When you're in a relationship, when you're in a monogamous relationship, you can't do all that. If you're non-monogamous, best of both worlds, maybe don't break up because you can't have this one after. Um, (laughs) Well, no, you can, but it's it's not going to hit the same. You could do it before. (laughs) But, yeah, I just feel like having the ability to flirt and just, like, meet new people is really fun to me. I know it's not fun to you because you don't like to leave your house. I'm sorry. What did I do immediately following my oh, breakup? Oh, true. You do that, but you like to find one. I like to find many because I'm such a Samantha. <laughs> yeah, well, what am I going to do? Have to talk to like six different people? I'd rather fucking die. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that upon being broken up with or upon ending a relationship, mm-hmm. often there is like someone specific that will spring to mind who's like been in the back of your mind. For Fiona, it's 20 people. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like but 20 people and they were at front of mind during the relationship. <laughs> that is very disappointing anyway but what i mean is like once you're like wow i actually can do i can actually with other people yeah then often there is someone who you're like that would be interesting that's the one yeah Yeah. that's fun so that's a fun thing but what i was going to say is that these um opportunities and options they don't need to be other dating prospects Mm -hmm. like other opportunities often when you're in a relationship there's just a certain life plan that you have and even if it's not like hundred percent like we're gonna live here we're gonna have kids da, 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 da. even if it's just something like oh my my boyfriend goes to university in this city so we'll probably be there for the next couple of years or like yeah like my job is here and his job is here and like so you know a lot of mine are about geographical location yes apparently. i can see that but even if it's like oh i need to have a stable career because that fits in with like the plan that we both have at the moment yeah that's Once, gone. You can do you. Yeah. And one of the most horrible things about a breakup is often that you're not just losing like a person, you're losing an entire idea of what your own future is going to be. And like. also just what your present is like. Yeah. Like that is, that was always the, honestly, the hardest part of breakups for me was 
who do I text now? Because, like, you have that person. I mean, I think it's honestly different with Riley and I because we don't, we live together, so we don't yeah. have that texting relationship. But usually with exes, we would have that texting relationship. And then it's like, well, now what? Yeah. That's I why we to... can't ever fall out because I text you a lot. Yeah, well, one <laughs> of the things is I used to text, um, like, Patrick and I say blaze it every single day at 420. Oh, now I'm blaze it. Yeah. I, well, now I just say blaze it to everyone. But at 4.20, it really hit hard, you know? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, blazer. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, just put that onto me. So now you're like, okay. It's, yeah. It's not a blow anymore. <laughs> I feel like for you, the hard part of breakups is like, is the present. For me, it's like, it is the past and the future. Mm-hmm. It's the future in the sense of like, you really, and I think this is the case for everyone. Mm-hmm. To some extent, the just even subconscious idea you have of your future. Yeah. It changes. Absolutely. Like, and you have to, and even in tiny ways, like as you go along post breakup, every so often you'll pick up like a new thing that you hadn't thought about that has to be different now. Yeah. Even if it's like, oh shit, I can't go to that country house. Yeah. That sucks. It it does really suck, Maddie. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, But but when it comes to the past, which is something I struggle with, Uh the idea of like groundwork and backstory is huge to me. What? So, for instance, one of the things, and this is weird, but, like, I struggled with everything about my first big breakup because, like, I loved him very much and uh-huh. it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that just really sucked was mm-hmm. we had such a good fucking backstory. Fair. Like, the actual story of us getting together was so picturesque. Like, you could actually make a book yeah, out of it. Yeah, so it, it sucks that this story didn't end in the storybook way. It was just so much pressure yeah. to, like, find someone else that could compete with that. Fair. Like, first love with this dramatic, like, perfect and there was so much like actually very dramatic some traumatic stuff that happened but it all added into like that just that beautiful tapestry of a backstory yeah and when i got broken up with i was like ugh. now i guess like the breakup is a, a bookend that can also be beautiful and dramatic but the next relationship for me my relationship has to have some sort of like just interesting backstory because if yeah. i just like start dating someone i'm like ugh, boring yeah. Boring. But there's pressure to recreate that. Yeah. So that sucks. But. You're really what? bad at pointing out the positives here, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me just um, lament on my old relationships and how they've begun before they broke my heart. Look, this <laughs> Positivity. <laughs> like, well, I mean, was that before he broke my heart or did my heart start breaking the day we fell in love? Oh you know? Oh, what a great song that would be for a sad character in, like, a teen rom-com. Oh. Like, like a the, song that would be really bad on, like, um, a children's show pr- produced by, like, the can- Canadian TV company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. But, oh, how this ties in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is- <laughs> Please tell us, Maddie. <laughs> Anything that sucks is also a new opportunity. So the fact that I'd lost that backstory. Mm-hmm actually meant that I had an opportunity to then have a new two backstory. incredible backstories. Yeah. Or three incredible backstories. That's what I mean. Like, if you have a breakup, there's so many things that you can have as your new backstory. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, like, fuck it. You can marry it. the Prince of England. Ugh. They're both taken now. I mean, there's little ones. If, oh, you're, if, you're, if you're five years old If you're a five-year-old this, listener. maybe. <laughs> or, like, maybe, like... 10 but if you guys marry really late in life like you meet at like 35 and 40 that's okay that's a that's an all right age go yeah so 10 year old listeners so 10 year old <laughs> listeners hang in there for another 25 years hang in there and maybe it work out maybe the world will still be here you'll be able to swim from city to city and, and visit each other <laughs> however we are also coming at this from i think quite a telling angle where neither of us have been in major relationships that have been like incredibly restrictive 
Like, I, I mean, yeah, I think that I couldn't be. <laughs> no, but what I mean is for people who, if you're in a relationship where you are actually being held back by the other person. Yeah. Even if it's oh not in, God, like, a malicious so way. Yeah. But there are plenty of ways where, like, maybe you just, like, have forgotten about a hobby that you love. That you just well, that's like, time I or... haven't had relationships with people because part of it is that their future doesn't line up with my future. Mm. And so a lot of that is connected to they might not have the same like career goals as me or they might not want to travel as much. So if you are in a relationship with someone who doesn't fully line up with you and that's one of the reasons it's not working out, exciting news, baby. You can just chase those dreams. Chase those dreams. Maybe next year, but... Oh yeah, don't travel yet. But you can have a career now. Uh, in theory, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. If you're in a relationship where like, any part of you has been held back either consciously by the other person, in which case, fuck them. Yeah. Um, or just by the fact that the relationship wasn't the right fit for you and you kind of lost yourself in the process. Yeah. So many new doors are open and that's a really yeah. great positive of a breakup and like really any ending. Okay. So my next positive is being able to focus mm. on yourself and what you want. So I feel like this just literally is leading into it. I feel like yeah, we're fair. dancing around that point. Yeah. Like my first breakup, my first relationship was with a guy who like, God bless him is going to have his career in London and then move to a small town with his girlfriend or wife and pop out a few kids. That is not me. Yeah. And so after that, but I was, I really was like, oh yeah, no, that can be me. Like, uh, it can be me. I could do it. That's fine. Cause I'm in love and like love is all you need. And also like, it's very possible for both of us and likely you listener, if you're anything like us to create so many different visions of like what your life could be for sure and even in a situation that just really does not suit you like living in a commuter town with your husband and like 1.5 children yeah you could still create a version of that that like could be interesting that could be the vibe yeah but it's not right for you it's definitely not right for me so when we broke up that was when i made my rule of i don't get in a relationship with someone unless everything lines up perfectly because it made me reevaluate okay what do i actually want in a relationship mm-hmm. and be able to go after that and also when you're broken up you're free to do literally whatever you want because there are some things like for example dyeing my hair mm-hmm. i don't know what my ex would have thought about i never brought it up but you do kind of take into consideration what they like and don't like so if i was dating someone who was like i absolutely hate red hair then i probably just wouldn't dye it that color just because you know i want them to be attracted to me it's no big deal mm. but then if i'm single i can just dye my hair red yeah and now i'm dating someone who doesn't really care about blue hair but i dyed it blue anyway because we're engaging you can't escape now riley that's right and she's also not the kind of person who would break up with you for dyeing your hair i mean yeah but even <laughs> if they're not going to break up with you for it if they just like not that into it you kind of just make little adjustments or like in your diet you might be like oh i really like this one meal they don't like it so you stop eating it as much yeah just like tiny little things that you can suddenly just be like the most authentically you person mm. when you're single, which is great. And especially if you're in a relationship that like is a bit rocky for a while before you break up, which I know I was because there was like a really unstable period kind of like a few in months the last before. few months. Yeah. At that point, like I think you actively stop like taking risks and like doing spontaneous things for yourself because you're scared of rocking the boat. Yeah. And even if it's not like... Or, or even on another level, so much of your energy is going into this other person. And like, even if it's not in the, the sort of way where you're worried about a breakup, when you're in a relationship, like it is you do just have to consider the other person. Yeah. And that's not a negative thing, but it is a lot of your energy and time that's going somewhere. And yeah. once you break up, like you have all this free time and free mental space. And the way that I thought about my first big breakup. I don't know if I said this in the first episode or not, mm-hmm. but I definitely would have said it to you. The way that it felt and the way that I 
had to start thinking about like creating my own life after my big breakup was it felt as though I had been like a vase, like a full normal vase. Mm -hmm. And then I'd been thrown on a tiled floor, smashed into a thousand pieces. And then someone had swept like a quarter of those pieces away. And now I was sitting there trying to put the vase of me back together, but with all these pieces missing. So you have to figure out what you're going to put in those gaps. Yeah. And that's very daunting. But it's a really good, But it's also really like, it's a, a really great opportunity to actually figure out what you want, what you enjoy, try new things and like realize in what areas you just like were being slightly held back by the relationship. So even if the relationship ending overall doesn't feel like a positive to you, there will be something that you find that you wouldn't have done or you wouldn't have made time for or in you wouldn't have been able to do if you if you'd stayed in the relationship. You know what I feel like mine would be if Riley and I ever broke up, but mm-hmm. we will not. Um, just temperature. She really likes it to be super fucking warm. And I like it to be cold. Like, I'm I'm screwed if we break up. One, emotional level, obviously. But two, she has taken on way more of the chores than I do. And so I'm just going to learn how to do dishes again. And I'm not looking forward to that. But, I mean, I don't have to look forward to it at all. It's not happening. <laughs> but, yeah, Rye likes to keep the room so warm. And I would like to live in an ice cave. And I feel like that is the one, that's the one concession I make in my Great, healthy, loving relationship where my wife does a lot for me. And makes the rest of the concessions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really am the hard, hard done by one here. Yeah. Being able to focus on yourself is really important in terms of like the short term right after the breakup, but also just your overall life vision. Yeah. And it, you may find that you are on the same path overall. Mm-hmm. You also may find that you have completely different goals. So I, before my big breakup, was meant to be like moving to England. And then we broke up and I was like, shit, I was like, I never want to go there ever again because it hurts my tiny little heart. <laughs> but then over the course of like the next like six or so months, I was like, no, I actually do still want to move to London. Yeah. Just by myself. Yeah. And I did. But I had to do like a realigning of the thought process of why that was and to figure out that that actually was what I wanted for myself as an individual, not factoring anyone else in. I think anything that calls on you to reflect on your life and your values and your goals and shape your own life around that is a good thing. So breakups are one, like you can do that without having a breakup, but I think that it is really a big one that kind of kicks you up the ass and is like, okay, figure your fucking life out, hon. Yes. And I think I um, explored this really beautifully. I don't really a hundred percent remember, but there's definitely a video on my YouTube channel from 2014, like September mm-hmm. or October. I'm wearing a green jumper and it was one of the first <laughs> times that I was like sincere on my YouTube channel. <sighs> and I discussed the fact that after my breakup, it felt as though like I progressed two years in like two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love that for you. Thank you. What's your next positive point? Another positive, and this is, I think, the biggest one for me. Okay. Is creative material. Yeah. Like, there is nothing so useful for any kind of artiste as heartbreak. Like, it is just the most universal, relatable, like, poignant feeling and experience. It was so fucked up to me when I realized that heartbreak was universal. Because I was, like, during my first breakup was when Adele blew up. And it was really, really great timing because I got to experience all of the things. But I also remember being like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean other people are feeling this level of heartbreak? And they survive it? Like, she put out an album? How did you manage to do that? If you're feeling this intense pain that I'm feeling, 
and she had 19 out already. So I'm like, wow, I'm falling in love. And then you're feeling the heartbreak. You can do this? Yeah. And live? Yeah. What? We talked about this in the in the first episode. I know, like, but it was so shocking to me. Yeah, it's the revelation of like other people have been feeling this and like we all managed to somehow just continue going about our lives. Insane. Insane. Because it is so all consuming. And I think that regardless of what ex- what specific experience you go through, mm. there are like certain touch points of heartbreak that everyone can relate to. Mm. And it's also the sort of thing that you can never fully understand until you go through it. And so yeah, for me, like me Googling every fucking time, how long until you can heal a broken heart? Yeah, like <laughs> legit. And like, there are just like so many like weird little like nuances and different feelings and different like ups and downs and things that you go through when you have your heart completely fucking shattered. Yeah. Um, that it's just the most mind blowing experience. It's the most intense thing you can go through. Someone will be like, childbirth. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I birthed myself through my breakup and now several <sighs> beautiful arts. But, uh. <laughs> catch me on the podcast in five years being like, I must correct myself about childbirth. <laughs> it was indeed beautiful and intense and I lost a lot of blood. Anyway. Uh. Universe, I'm joking. Um, what, that you want to have children? No, I just don't want to lose that much blood. Okay. Fair. Anyway. <laughs> what would you do if your vagina split open Stop to it. your butt? A lot of the time it does. I know. A lot of the time it does. That's horrifying to me. Yeah, but I think I'll just be in such excruciating pain by that point that you don't even notice you're like, sew me up and get the baby out. You know? I... God, I... We're not talking about that right now. I just don't want it. We're going to talk about metaphorical babies rather than literal ones. Okay. Um, and no one is going to force you to birth a child. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> Creating Creative babies. material. There yes. You go. So, <laughs> had I not yes. been absolutely pulverized emotionally by my first love... Yes. I would not have been able to create, I think, anything I have since then. Birdhouse tag, maybe. Mm-hmm. That idea was in my head prior to breakup. Yes. But... None of the songs, not my fucking novel, not a billion blog posts, certainly not the the first episode of this podcast. Of course not. Like, so much of what I create somehow is rooted in that experience, whether it's, like, recalling specific sensations or just, like, understanding the different phases of life that can come from breakups at different I points. think that you're very fueled by romantic love yeah because a lot of the time before you like got with will Mm -hmm. a lot of time your motivation was boys Yeah, like if i wanted to convince you to do anything i'd be like just think about how this boy would feel about you getting out of bed today and you're like wow yeah i will (laughs) you're like it's my birthday let's go to dinner and i was like oh i don't want to go to shoreditch and you're like we'll take photos for instagram and the boy will see literally (laughs) so but that's been me since i was literally five years i know and so i think that like before like you've always been fueled by boys Mm -hmm. and then now your creativity fuel is fueled by the past of boys yeah in the words of charlie xcx boys 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 that's the wrong song boys in cars who sings that one (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you sing that one (laughs) but it's it that is very true i think i'm obsessed with like trying to just basically i'm obsessed with like human emotion yeah and in my mind like heartbreak and like love is the most intense emotion that isn't distressing to explore like i don't want to explore like grief yeah when people are like anger is the strongest emotion i'm, I'm like, like no, i just don't not. really anger get it anger is fleeting anger yeah. is fleeting i sort of think we're very angry people we might I'm have a short angry. i'm quite a, a pissy person but it comes and goes you know <laughs> like the phrase pissy person <laughs> like sometimes i just need to throw something and then i'll feel okay hmm. yeah not okay. at people just like at the wall or the floor that's why those things where you buy like a, a shit ton of old plates and you throw them like very for popular. a wedding 
Just for fun. Oppa. Just for fun. Yeah. Oppa. <laughs> um, What's your next point? God, no, it's I have so much to say, but oh, well, I just can't organize my brain. Things. Pop them into little categories. Fuck. Okay. Like Tupperware containers like the home edit. Oh my god, guys, have you seen the home edit on Netflix? Actually, no, that'll be my wine one week. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. Oh, well, I'm really excited for us to get a new fridge, and I'm going to fill it with containers, and I'm going to make so many salads. It's my next phase. Salad girl. <laughs> That's what they'll call me. I'm going to be the salad girl. And we're going to write a TikTok musical about it. Riley was like, you won't be able to do it. Like She's like, I think you'll have it, but I think it'll just like pass really quickly. Mm-mm. And I was like, no, it will stick. And then I'll be laughing. Actually, no, I won't be laughing because my mouth will be too full of salad to even do anything else. Salads for days. Great. Um, Album dropping this March. God, ADHD is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a second. You can do it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That was kind of musical. Okay, but you doing that is making. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't think. <laughs> Creative material. Creative material. Oh yeah, so I need to find a purpose for like everything I experience. Basically, I'm like, if I'm going through heartbreak, like, I'm there has to be a reason for Wimes. There has to yeah for Wimes exactly. Yeah, and um, a great way to make use of negative experiences is through creative things now i do that through like music and writing other people may do it through dance yes or through painting or through other mediums that i can't knitting crochet through slam poems yes if you do it through spoken word poetry um break my heart exit this podcast and never come back that period where everyone was doing fucking spoken word poetry i'm so glad that's done and it was all just like random dudes being like, here's my my hot take slam poem. The two so internet bad. phases that are the worst is the slam poem one, and when people were doing like slow down acoustic versions, they're like, tick tock on the clock, but the party don't stop now. Yes. Oh, like Kagi in season oh. one of Made in Chelsea did a whole little. They did a little show for her, and she was doing an acoustic version. And it was like. I may be bad, but I'm perfect. <laughs> in the air. Do you remember that time I got really mad at someone who was like doing the slow down acoustic versions of songs? And so I started singing along just to see if I could hit the same notes. And you know what, guys? I bloody well could. Yeah, it's not hard. And everyone's praising her for it. And no. I was like, you know what? I can't sing and I can hit these notes. Slowing down a fast song is not fucking impressive. It doesn't make you a musician. Anyway, I have a lot of opinions on people and their music, but I'll keep them to myself. Um, <laughs> at least for now. So um, you maybe release some of your own. <laughs> and it's just me going, suck some in the air, I don't care, I love I don't smile. Like, I, didn't like, I don't like you saying those words. I just hate when people sing so breathy and like they have to strain to hit high notes. I'm like, if you have to strain to hit the note, don't sing the note. Anyway. Um, Thankfully, I don't strain at all. <laughs> Honestly, you have more vocal power than like 90% of people who sing on the internet. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Dang, an area in which I'm, like, yeah. the most harsh. It's just people singing on the internet. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Like, some of the Ratatouille musical clips, I was like, I can't do what I'm singing. That was upsetting to me when you did like this. I liked a lot of them, but you some did. of them I was like, I can't do what this yeah. singing. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. <laughs> this Okay, I think the, the problem with this episode, right, is that we are both really trying to make a good episode, but we both are not concentrating. And so we're really just repeating the <laughs> same points over and over again, but we're just saying them like in varying amounts of profound voices, but we're saying the same 
same shit. You just made me like use your pain. But you've said it like 90 <laughs> times now. And this is not a good podcast episode. Yes, it is. It's going to be great. Shit, Fiona. It's so great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's so great. Don't put that energy out into the universe. Jesus. But it's just uh, funny because I'm just realizing every now and then we just keep saying the same thing just more and more profound. <laughs> Guys, seriously. Use, use your, your pain. pain. <laughs> and the great thing about using your pain is that it brings you new opportunities. Is that if you're a sentimental little darling, this shit can last you a lifetime. It can last Had you. Had I not been broken up when with. When the first breakup happens. I would not have been able to write my fucking book. Whereas now, and I had that other thing after the first guy, which was more experience of different kinds of breakups, and now I've got it covered, right? So now Will and I don't have to break up in order for me to be a success. And that's really beautiful. That's really great. How's the book going? Actually, very well, thank you. Nice! I want to read more of it. It's not a rhyme, you bitch. Every time I mock you, it's because I actually want to read more of it. Or, like, be read more of it. Well, don't try and neg me, then. I won't neg you. you. I'm sorry. You are being borderline abusive to me and my novel. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. And my beautiful, sweet characters who need to end up together. And there's so much pressure on trying to make them fall in love that I'm like, I can't fuck this up. Can I have, like, a part in the movie? No. What? (laughs) First of all... I'm I'm not saying on screen, necessarily. Oh, well, then what kind of part? I'm not... I don't know yet, Maddie. I just feel like I have many talents and they could be used in the movie. I don't know. I think I plan on making the terrible business decision of, like, insisting that I won't sell the the film rights to my novel unless I really get some creative say. Oh, my God. That's what fucking Dan from Gossip Girl did and they, made, they didn't make a movie yet. I'd rather there not be a movie than, okay. me, than them make a movie and make it shit. Well. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> creative things. Yes. I think it also is just in this episode. First of all, the one thing is neither of us are on Vivance today. No. So the brains are just circling the room. I'm normally not, but I'm also having a very scattered brain day. Yeah, I normally am though, and then we can kind of at least anchor. Do you want to hear the worst thing? Mm. It's not bad. It's not actually bad. I think I have hay fever. That's embarrassing. Anyway, I know, right? Moving on. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I had a slight pang in my headache, and I think it's my sinuses playing up. Something we haven't explored is mm-hmm. how... Like, we really haven't come to this from a schemey angle at all. No, we haven't. We done so goofed. part of the creativity is, like, you can make something that will then represent your point of view in the breakup and put that out into the world. We don't have to put it out there into the world. You can put it out some there Some people the aren't world. as public as us. Or sometimes you can just... It just makes you feel better knowing it exists. Yeah. Like, you write a song that's a little bit harsh about the other person. Mm. Or, like, I wrote some really bad... I mean, they might be good. Who knows? I haven't looked at them in a long time. They were definitely bad. Yeah. Just, like... I don't... Would they be songs? Would they be poetry? Just words that I put down trying to be artistic Mm -hmm. afterwards. And it was great to get it out there. And I've not looked at them in several years. And I don't plan to because I know they're cringe. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to do that. You You got to write the cringe things. I'm not mad. Stop trying to trick me to putting in... (laughs) Putting my <laughs> shitty bad breakup poems out there. You make one of those there. typewriter Instagrams with the, please, please, please. No. Oh, please make a typewriter series of your shitty terrible breakup poems from 2012. Oh, That'd be so please. good. I'm not doing amazing. it. I'm absolutely not doing it. And maybe I'll make one of those with just like choice lines that I've written in like my journal about boys. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but things, oh, there's another side to this though, where some people will like make post breakup quote unquote art. That is really embarrassing. Oh, when it reflects really bad. However, this is why I'm like, don't put it out there. There's a very good reason I did not put mine out there. It's because I'm like, mm, 
No. Well, it depends. If you're the kind of person who's really going to, like, goof up, then, like, you're going to goof up regardless. Yeah. But I think a good idea is to, like, give yourself a little buffer. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't make any YouTube videos for, I think, like, a month or six weeks after we broke yeah. up. Yeah. Because I didn't want to make, like, a tearful why we broke up video. Oh, and so many instead, videos, though. Yeah, and I rehearsed it about 40 times. Mm. I would just sit alone and, like, rehearse the breakup video and cry to myself. Anyway, okay. instead of doing that, I just, like, did a video where I, like, <laughs> read out things I'd written in my phone notes since the breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can you can put things out. And for that for different people, that means different things. Yeah. You might write music. You might write blog posts. You may... Oh thirst traps. Artsy thirst traps. I thought you said fur straps. I was imagining, like, leather hosen, <laughs> but with, like, fur Making fur. little backpack covers for your little strappy Make straps. Make fluffy BDSM accessories. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also the kind of, like creativity that heartbreak brings out in you and not necessarily in like art in terms of Mm -hmm. like when you're in a place where you're like my heart is broken i need to do something you might get very creative with your instagram yeah like you might be like i'm gonna go out to this like weird location near my house and take photos where i like fucking amazing yeah like just embrace whatever kind of weird motivation the breakup gives you yeah and run with it unless it's something that you think may actually ruin your life because honestly less is more post breakup until you know how to win it. There you go. But in the long term, it's an important resource and I suggest that everyone tries to get their heart stomped on at least once in their lifetime. Just for the creative drama of it all. Yeah. Okay, my final point is just an excuse for rampant pettiness. Yes. And that is mostly because one of the key parts of getting over someone, so if you're going through the breakup and you're like, how do I get over this person? What you need to do is, as petty as possible, or as serious as possible, write down all the reasons it wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. And all the little things that you just do not like about them. And if you're having trouble because you're, like, still all in love or whatever, ask your friends. They've got something. If if you guys have broken up, there's they probably have things that they don't like about the person you're dating. Yeah. And And it might not even be, like, fuck this person. It's, like, you guys just were on slightly different, like, maturity levels. Or, like, your goals didn't seem to line up in this area. Yeah. But leaning back into the pet. And then if they ask you if they're like wheeling to fairy stuff, you know? Fairy or furry? Furry. Mm, yeah. Yeah, like Unless that you're might... also into that though, we don't know. That's we don't know true, what yeah. But there could be there are always there could be things that you overlook. That yeah. you're like, mm, not for me, but you overlook because you're in love. Now that you're not in love, you just get to be as petty as possible and be like, hey guys, it was freaking weird that they made me do that thing or they wanted me to do that thing or that they did that thing mm-hmm. or that they do that thing or that they wear that thing yeah and like people who are primarily here I did a guy with from... a tapestry in his room yeah I feel like a lot of people have done that I know but that's an easy one yeah it is an easy one they have one. a tapestry they in their a room tapestry in their do you want to be or they own one of those like weird hoodies that all the Americans that smoke weed have where it's like a weird like woven hoodie with that one pocket at the front and it's got like kind of stripes on it I'm not quite sure I know the like, one you mean but I do know, I did date a guy with um, a hoodie that didn't have sleeves. Just like a, a zip-up sweater vest. Aw. <laughs> Maddie just typed weed smoker woven hoodie. <laughs> These! Oh, yeah, I've dated yeah. guys who wear those. Baja or poncho sweater. Yeah, it's a poncho sweater. Yes, those ones. If they wear one of those, that's an easy one. That's yeah. a really easy one. Birkenstocks, a great one. Those of you who are here primarily from Fiona's audience, I feel, maybe like, mm, I don't know about this point. But the people who are here from the Mad Source You Ubra, just underestimate my audience. My audience are also very fucking petty. Yes, then, but I feel like you also have like the kind of ones who get very upset about, like, they may be like, it's not nice to judge people because they wear this or because they have an ugly but haircut. But you need, you need to judge them. In a breakup, you need yeah. to judge them. That's part of the getting over them. Yeah, process. absolutely do. There have been multiple times in my life mm-hmm. where... 
the real clincher in me getting over someone who I previously had serious feelings for has been a watch. Oh. The watch for me. I fucking hate them. Like, I just think most watches are ugly. And especially if they have one of those watches that has, like, a weird tiny leather strap. Even if I'm in love, if Will wore one, I'd be like, take it off or we're breaking up. Deadass. I believe that. Like, if I see... I saw a photo of one of my exes and I still was, like, in love with him. And I saw a photo of him where he looked cute and then I saw this watch on him and I was like, ah! (laughs) Bye! Like, disgusting. And there was another guy. Mm -hmm. Remember? When he had that fucking watch oh yeah yeah another guy that i dated had bought a watch that he was really excited about and it was the ugliest stupidest thing i've ever seen and i was like wow we're done here we're done here and it's always been at a point where like i i should have been getting over it anyway yeah you're, you're using it as a tool to get over them but like if you're still together you'd be like no worries i mean you i wouldn't. don't know if I yeah could. You but wouldn't. it's just finding little things that like disgust you yeah i think it give big you the things ick. are important yeah just things that give you the ick yeah it's the little things that give you the ick that can really seal the deal and help you and be, the excuse to be petty if you're the one who's done the dumping honestly you have to be more you private about out. this yeah. you can't be public about this but if someone has dumped you yeah get your friends together this is in a non-covid world get your friends together go out get drunk and then just literally go around the circle and be like this thing about this person is fucked yeah. And just bully them, but privately. Privately. Um, and nice that's people. a really beautiful healing process. And it's something that you, there are very few excuses in this world to be that level of petty about someone. Yeah. And bitch about such tiny things. Then and it's a very freeing experience. Yeah. And guaranteed your friends will have something to say about it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What's your last point? My, <laughs> close the weed smoker hoodie window. <laughs> My last point, and this is a great one, mm-hmm. is that breakups are a perfect opportunity for reinvention. Hashtag Oofed. metamorphosis. Yes. yes. They're metamorphosis. Exactly. That's yeah. why I hashtagged it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I have the sheet music book for the metamorphosis album. Of Amazing. Enough. That's right. I would love to learn on the piano, but I'm not getting one anymore. <sighs> yeah. No. We're allowed one in our next place. That's very sad. I know. Um, (laughs) metamorphosis yes this like everything is something that you do need to be careful about because I am a strong advocate of steering as far away from the post breakup hair change as possible oh I love a post hair part I know you do I love it yes but I think that if you're interested in winning the breakup how people want to know I'm signal if my hair is in a vibrant colour signaling like a peacock single (laughs) signal yes that's right um But I think one of the easiest ways to look as though, at least in the short term, Mm -hmm. you have lost the breakup is to do something with your hair. But that's Mm -hmm. because you... Have you ever done anything to your hair? Yes. I've dyed my hair so many times. Since I've known you? The last time I dyed my hair, I believe, was in 2012. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, because I've realized I like my normal hair color. Yeah, so I think that that for you... no, 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 I think for you dying, you're doing something crazy to your hair would signify like a meltdown because you would you don't ever change i didn't mean anything crazy though okay like i think that don't don't you, get a trim yes but also <laughs> if you had a your, breakup guys don't get a in trim your world and the people that like you're friends with yeah they do weirder shit to their hair than the majority of the population yeah so you're skewed in that sense as well yeah whereas it just but it is such a universal cliche that when some when a woman especially goes through a breakup yeah. she does something to her hair yeah. And like, there are some situations where it's like, it's a signal of like, wow, she's so free and like, now she's turned yeah. into a new person mm-hmm. and it looks great. But honestly, like, I'd say six to seven times out of 10, it doesn't look that great and it just makes it seem like you're really struggling. 
And I think that the last thing many people need in this situation is another change that you then have to be like, fuck, does this look bad? Like, it really does to me. I when think... someone goes through a breakup and then they immediately do something with their hair, I'm like, yikes for you. I completely disagree. I think that, because I haven't dyed my hair because of a breakup in a very long time. Mm -hmm. I've been in a relationship for like nearly five years. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's like, it's a fun way to just be like, I feel like a change. I feel like something new. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend a million dollars on getting like a whole new wardrobe. I can't move house, especially right now in a pandemic. Dyeing my hair, I'm like, this is just a fun thing to be like, nice, new person. I feel like a change. I just think it's a vibe. I think in some cases, yes. But in other cases, it's like, you need to do some healing before you make that decision. Yeah, but I think you can tell from what the hair is. If someone who's, like, blonde goes for, like, a brown, it's like, wow, fun. I feel like you would approve of that. I feel like lots of people get a fringe, and that's the worst thing you can do. Because fringes, honestly, the blunt fringe needs to fucking die. I think your blanket rule on all hair changes after a breakup are bad, it's not, it's not a good thing. I think you need to wait. I think there needs to be a buffer period before no. you make any... Yes, yes. Because if you cut a bunch of your fucking hair off... How long is the buffer? Like, six weeks. Oh, okay, that's weeks. fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying for the next year. That's what I thought you meant. I think no, you meant like for a long time. Because like normal people do just change their hair as life goes on. Yes. But I think when you're in that immediate post-breakup period, you can go through a metamorphosis, but it should be a gradual thing. It shouldn't be like, bam, one day. Because that to me is a signal of like... Chaos. You're, you're going through it and you're losing the breakup because you're showing desperation and panicking and just making whatever changes you can to try and be like, I'm new and I'm different and I'm fine. Yeah. Whereas if it's a more gradual thing, then yeah. it's like, wow, you really just have had a glow up rather than a breakdown. I feel like a, a week. I feel no. Like, no. A week. A week. You haven't I've... even fucking processed being dumped in That's a week. That's you though. No. No, it's not. <laughs> Your face fucking puffed up. You think I, that after a week you were fine? No. Not after that breakup, but after smaller ones. A week is fine. This is about significant breakups. True. Like, a week is nothing. When you've had your heart broken, fucking six months is the time period you're working with. <laughs> yeah, For fair, me, fair. until you're fully over it, apparently we're talking six years, right? But <laughs> just six. Six months, <laughs> right, is, I think, enough time to have to get over the actual... There's a shock period. Yeah. The shock period, I think, is the most universal part of it because the timeline for everything else is very different. But I think there is a, a buffer period of one to two weeks where you should not make any big changes because everything is so up and down and it changes hour to hour. That, like... What about... Can I throw into the ring, though, mm -hmm. the drama of it? No. I love it. I don't think so. I support. If anyone out there is shaving their head no. or dyeing their hair after a breakup, I support it. Let me tell you from the other side. My ex-boyfriend shaved the sides of his hair off uh, like a week after we broke up. And I literally, first of all, I literally threw up. I threw up. Because I think that, but so... I feel like this speaks more to you than it but does to your ex. my main <laughs> thought was, like, after I was done throwing up. Yeah. I just pissed myself laughing because I was like, I've won the short term breakup. But that's okay. No one is ever going to fucking want you looking like that. Thank you for this beautiful gift. But I, I think that's okay because he, that's not, his goal wasn't your reaction. He was then incredibly depressed. But he I was not happy after that. <laughs> I'm not saying like, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying the hair change brings you happiness. I'm just saying, I don't think that your reaction was what he was aiming for. Because if you're, if you're changing your hair to try and get them back, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's kind of a healthy thing because most people who change their hair, a haircut or a hair change 
is a sign of you not caring about the other person anymore. And I, I think really, that's healthy. I hardcore disagree. Fair. I think there's nothing that is more cliche of like, I'm wallowing in this breakup than me like, I'm going to get a new hairdo. Don't fucking touch your hair. But it's, it's not Before you them. touch your hair. No, I just mean even for you. First of all, honestly, so part of the breakup is how it seems to other people. Yeah. Because if you're hurting, the last thing you want is everyone being like, oh, poor thing, she's really struggling with this. And, like, the easiest way to signal that you're not coping well is to fuck up your hair. Like, never get a fringe post-breakup. Never get a fucking fringe. Ever. I agree with the fringe one, I think. Because that's, that's one, one of the one things I definitely agree like, with. Yikes. I agree with fringe, but, like, if you want to shave your head or dye your hair, I'm like, go for it. <laughs> if you want to shave your head, then you're not my target audience and I can't help you. <laughs> like, if that's where you're at, you're beyond my advice. If you're like, I fully want to shave all my hair off, then like, go for it. I'm, I'm not here. You know, I, there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> but if you are just a normal person yeah. who has normal hair, because again, most people in the world don't have blue hair. Yeah. Right? Upsetting. If you're used, <laughs> if everyone's used to you being a normal person with like shoulder length blonde hair. Yeah. And then you get dumped and the next week you have a fucking pixie cut with a red streak in it or some shit. People are going to be like, huge fucking yikes for you. And also, chances are, any big, not easily reversible decisions you make when you are in the emotional state of immediate Mm post-breakup, it's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Because... Even if later on you may genuinely be like, that is actually the hair that I want to have. Yeah. That's great. And that's part of the actual like metamorphosis and opportunity for change. Yeah. I think it is just a matter of you need to give it a second and let things settle before you make those changes. Okay. Because you're going to be highly emotional. You're going to be swinging back and forth like nobody's fucking business. And any big moves you make during that period... They could go great, but they could also, like, ruin your actual fucking life. I don't think I'm as invested in this as you are. Yeah, because you do weird shit with your hair all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, normal people. Okay. And people on the internet are like, there's no such thing as normal people. But I'm like, you line up, there like, are. 20 people with normal brown hair, and then you line up one person with, like, one eyebrow and, like, purple tufts. Like, which one is in the majority there? Yeah. Purple tufts might be so much happier than the people with the other hair. Mm-hmm. But if one of the normal brown hair people turns into purple tufts in the week after a breakup, one day she's going to wake up, she's going to look in the mirror, she's going to be like, fuck. Yeah. And I think that's what you need to avoid. I think a lot of this is also coming from the fact that you're a three. Sure. Yeah. I'm also Capricorn. I'm also just generally, I'm like, don't, don't fuck with yourself post-breakup. Yeah. But. <laughs> like. <laughs> just. I just think it is, it's the sort of thing where, like, you wouldn't advise someone to make big big decisions. I just stopped fighting you on this. I don't care. I just really feel like you wouldn't advise someone to make big changes directly after a trauma. Sure, Maddie. You'd be like, you need to let it fucking settle for a second. Okay, Maddie. I concede. Guys, don't even consider it. Did you have a trim booked for this week, but you got dumped? Cancel that appointment. it was already planned. Don't go go in. No, don't, don't. Guys, don't do it. Don't do it. Save yourselves. <laughs> Actually, do you know what, guys? Oh my god. If you've been dumped recently, think of just just sit. Oh god, imagine a pandemic breakup. Fuck. There that. have been so many. There are so many. I know. Breakups. I'm aware. I'm not saying imagine because there have been none. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've recently been dumped, mm-hmm. have a sit and then be like, hmm, what's something impulsive that I have a little hunch, probably from an Instagram filter? Might look great on me. Capture that little hunch and immediately do that 
to your hair. Do whatever it is that has popped into your mind impulsively post-breakup. And then get back to Fiona in three or four weeks' oh time about how you feel with that decision. Are you just mad that I just conceded the point because you wouldn't stop talking I about it? I just know it? I'm right. Okay, well done. I'm I think there are you. some situations in which it could make someone feel mm-hmm. better, but we're here for the many, not the few. I feel like most Instagram filters just give you lip fillers. It'd be fun. Yeah, and a nose job. I always look fucked with Instagram filters because I'm like, my nose is needed for my face. Please don't reduce it. That looks horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they give me lip fillers, it just looks like they've painted something over my lips. And I'm like, they're fine. Just leave them alone. Yeah, just leave them. <laughs> just leave them. But the real point was, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> it's a great opportunity for reinvention, except for haircuts. But in my mind, reinvention is just like getting hotter along the same railroad, you know? Like yeah. I'm just trucking down the same set of tracks, but getting like progressively like super hot, God. which is exactly what I did you know, post-breakup. It's going to be really heartbreaking for you when you learn eventually that not everyone is you. No one is me. I'm very unique You're and very special. special. Very special. Yeah, but I do believe I also speak for the masses. For the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the, the mouthpiece of a generation <laughs> and a songbird. I am a generation. You are a generation in and of itself. That's right. Love that for you. <laughs> but yeah, great, great opportunity for me to mention hashtag metamorphosis. This is a long term one though. I know. And also I'm motivation. Not disagree- I've- <laughs> the only thing I've disagreed with you on is I don't mind people getting a haircut after breakups and you're taking that as if I've attacked you on every point you've given. I'm like, actually guys, never fucking change after a breakup. Wallow and stay wallowing. I mean, just get hotter. Yeah, you can do that. Amplify your existing look. With a haircut. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Jesus. I said stop Pilgrim and I was like, am I a Pilgrim? Stop the Pilgrims. Everybody, we have to stop the Pilgrims. I don't know if you've heard, but this terrible thing is happening. It's called the Mayflower. They're going to go over there and they're going to destroy fucking everything. It is a great time for metamorphosis though. Should we do a whole podcast episode where we like pretend we're in the 1600s and we're like, guys, breaking news, something terrible has happened. The plague. <laughs> like wear one of those big um those big hats with the big beak plague doctor mask yeah plague yeah. doctor mask okay just want to spice it up I, I understand this is a completely auditory experience for all the listeners Here's but the thing. yeah <laughs> i really did at some point have like some really good points about how like a breakup is a wonderful chance for reinvention yeah but the fact that my adhd is in the driver's seat today it means that i'm just like don't get a fucking fringe don't get a fringe. Which isn't, which is almost like opposite to the point. You're like, reinvent yourself. How, how do I elaborate on this? Um, here's one this. point that I will drive home that you cannot, absolutely must not do under any circumstances. And now I've turned the corner where I'm like, assuming people are disagreeing with me and I'm like, then fucking do it. Do it. Do it. Cut yourself one of those blunt fringes that extends only to a full inch above your eyebrows. Do it. <laughs> if you have one of those fringes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not from my actions. Yeah, for, for, for your fringe. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, metamorphosis. This does bounce off the fact that you are able to figure out what you want hmm. because you're able to pull from the previous, you know, putting together the vase that mm-hmm. we spoke of earlier. Yes. And you can just put it together and make make yourself a snazzy new gal. Take up. I honestly like the reinvention um, with the motive of you don't know me anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe suddenly I'm playing tennis. I'm going to start tennis soon, guys. Um, but maybe suddenly I'm playing tennis. And then your ex doesn't know the person who plays tennis. They know you as the non-tennis playing gal. And suddenly you're a tennis playing gal. They don't know you. You've got secrets they don't know. You've got hobbies they don't know. 
it's great because you're feeling distant from that person who was with them and they don't get the the pleasure the little treat of knowing you mm-hmm. i love that and there are also like other less less lasting changes you can make like you can try it like a new makeup look yeah and you could like maybe you've always been about like a statement lip and now you're about like a fucking smoky eye and you're like i'm a smoky <laughs> eye bitch now you don't know me you don't yeah. know me at all or you can like try different styles of outfits or you can just like literally i just got a lot hotter so it was yeah. like you do know me but mm, i'm really fucking you know hot me now. but you know the old me not the enhanced and I'm me still hilarious and i know for a fact you're still watching my youtube videos where i look hot and i'm being hilarious mm-hmm. so it's just about I think it's the mode. It's a great motivator for getting your shit together. Yeah. And metamorphosis doesn't have to be like a physical thing. No. It's, it's a great opportunity for like, as mentioned earlier, just growth. tennis. <laughs> yeah. Tennis and growth. Tennis. One and growth. of the same, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am so good at serving a tennis ball and nothing else. I haven't played tennis literally in years, but I used to uh, be the round robin champion of the tennis courts that we played at. Anyway. I think that's our last point. I think that's our last point. But you did want to say the biggest win from each of our major breakups. Oh, yeah. So So what's your biggest win from your biggest breakup? I think it is a combination of pretty much all my factors. And it was that after my breakup, I just became like an amplified ideal version of myself. Fair. And then had the best fucking summer of my life. Love that for you. So like I wouldn't have had the opportunity. Oh my god, one of the things is um an opportunity for drama and like um when I was talking about backstories before. Yeah. The backstory of the thing that I had after my oh, first breakup. Bonding over breakups. We literally this guy that I the first time I had ever seen him, I was like, is this a joke? This is my actual like dream person. Mm-hmm. But I was with my ex Because at the it time. looks like Maddie but a boy version. Yep. And he was also with his <laughs> ex at the time. And then I found out we literally both got dumped from serious relationships on, like, the same day. Yeah. Like, unexpectedly. And then we ended up hooking up, and it was great. It was yeah. fantastic. But that backstory and us being, like, breakup buddies for a while first. Perfect. And then, like, having, like, a European jaunt together. Mm-hmm. Fantastic backstory. So I think that whole situation was the best thing to come from my breakup. Yeah. Because that was another very significant, enjoyable experience. Love it for you. And I won. And my ex was just depressed because he had lost me. And he met up with my friend and was like, I still want to be with her. She's the one for me. And I was like, fucking call me then. Call me. <laughs> and she hasn't had a haircut since. Um, <laughs> mine was that Adele <laughs> came out during my breakup, which I mentioned earlier. But it's just like the iconicness of getting to have that as my first major breakup soundtrack. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. 21. Uh, yeah, 21 yeah. came out, and, like, so I already, I got to dive back into 19, but she's blowing up with 21, so everyone's like, wow, breakups? And I'm like, yeah, breakups! <laughs> like, just really, really learning, really learning about feelings. It was a very good metamorphic experience. Yeah. And I think we also have a little treat for the listeners, Maddie. <laughs> I just, like, one of the things, guys, if you don't have ADHD, mm-hmm. um, I cannot remember a single fucking thing that's happened, so that's going through my head is just a panic of, like, we haven't hit any of the points. I'm going to have so much to say, Yeah, but I haven't said any of it. I've been hyperfixating on one of my uh, ten things that remind me of a breakup. Okay. So, we're going to share with you guys ten things that remind, of, remind us of an ex. Mm-hmm. I don't understand any more context. It's just we're just going to list for you ten things each, right. um, going back and forth, that Fun. remind us of an ex. These are all different exes, but yeah. an ex. Maybe more than one. Many more than one for me. 
10 Things That Remind Me of My Ex by Maddie McGowan and Fiona. Mysterious last name. (laughs) Chasing Rubies by Harry and Elfie. The Chain Baguette Retailer Uppercrust. Terry's Chocolate Orange. Mirrors by Justin Timberlake, Long Way Home by Five Sauce, and the entire first album by the 1975. Having Anyone Run Me a Bath. Highland Cattle. The Breakfast Club. London Bridge, Charing Cross, and Waterloo Stations. Also the interior of any Southeastern service train. Knees and Tube Stop. The scent of Bath and Body Works Twisted Peppermint. Tiny Dicks. Venice. This one applies to multiple exes and my current boyfriend. I like to take boys to Venice. Eminem World. I don't necessarily like to take boys there. I've just been there a couple of times. <laughs> the month of November. Spaces, like the things with holes in your ear. The concept of conservatories. Being an absolute liar about literally everything, you complete and utter freak. The Tate Modern. Cigarettes. That's my one that really just goes over many, many boys I've dated. The very beat of my own delicate heart. Oh, Jesus. And I signed that one off with an X. <sighs> <laughs> about the positives of breakups um one that we didn't even touch on is that you can then make a a whole podcast about your breakups love that i think perhaps the biggest positive of a breakup and this is in a a relationship that wasn't like a horrible relationship and just getting out of it is a positive yes it's just being able to relate to people talking about breakups yeah oh and getting to guide someone like a little baby through their first breakup that's right not an actual baby you haven't felt emotion yet um (laughs) (laughs) but when someone's like i'm going through this i'm like uh can relate. It is great. And I come out the advice. other side, yeah. I think that maybe in the whole entire world I'm one of the best people to give advice about breakups. Because I do have such a maybe not about like how to actually fully get over it, but to relate and be like, I felt that horrific thing. Here's <laughs> so, here's wording if, that you may not have thought of, but if we'll you're looking to. for someone to make your breakup about the other person <laughs> I'm right here, baby. Maddie's your girl. <laughs> where like when you hear a song that like phrases something oh, you no, it, it, it is of, it is a good thing i just what i'm saying yeah. is i am the human you version the of song. the perfect song <laughs> the human embodiment of the greatest the personification song. of 21 by adele <laughs> <laughs> any mysterious feeling or sensation or vibe that you've got yeah i've probably phrased it beautifully somewhere on the internet <laughs> or in my upcoming in, novel yeah i was gonna say so. most of it's not on the internet <laughs> So but it's in her heart, and she might share it with you. Yeah, and we really want to talk about breakups and relationships some more. So if you can think of any, like, fun breakup-related topic, yeah. let us know. Or relationship-related topics. We're both in, like, long-term serious relationships now. Yeah, so we, we are. There's just very little to talk about because it's just so functional. I'm like, yeah. Doesn't have much drama to it. No. Just a joy every day. <sighs> well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We already plugged our social media at the start of the episode. And if you're going through a breakup right now, don't cut your fucking hair. Or um, do if you want. Uh, <laughs> um, find like one petty thing about them that will put you off for long enough to like start to heal. Listen to Adele. Um, really lean into any feelings of like 
anger that you have because I feel like defiance is a great way to start moving past that first Mm -hmm. stage of a breakup and don't necessarily post all of your poetry online yes make all the art that you want like make all the terrible poems and the great poems and whatever the fuck you want to make but keep it to yourself for a little while until you're like okay I can I can judge clearly now yeah I wish I had a ceramics breakup phase I feel like I could have I feel like that fits my character a bit to have a ceramics phase yeah I feel like ceramics but only in a breakup I don't think I can have ceramics phase in a relationship yeah I was gonna say ceramics I weirdly feel like you would think would have the vibe of like a little bit of a, a breakdown post breakup but I honestly think that pottery yeah. is one of the the art forms that someone who truly is happy to be out of the relationship would lean into yeah I really yeah. agree with that because you have to be okay with just sitting with yourself quietly to do pottery yeah yeah and just molding I don't know if I could even do that now yeah <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in two weeks' time. We've decided to do episodes every two weeks now Yes. to stop the toll on Maddie's tired editing hands and oh, ears. My tired editing hands? Yeah, this made me think of, like, callous, like, woodworkers, <laughs> like, someone whittling a bear. Or thank like a God that this whistle. is an auditory experience, because your hands are so tough and calloused. <laughs> it's from all my violining. <laughs> my tough little fingers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>